1: Hey,
2: welcome to the Department of Life Sports Talk. Alex Clancy in the studio. It is a Thursday morning, and we are live here at Horse America Sports. You can check us out on the website. You can check Alex out before we even get started. Let's get this out the way, rantsports.com. Uh, don't look for me unless you listen to the show. I'm not. I'm just here. We have a lot to talk about. Alex, let's try to move around fast today. Uh, and I say that because it's it's somewhat impossible because we get – hung up and caught up on one specific topic, topic and it takes us to a whole another dimension of that topic. Um, but it's good stuff. So we'll talk about a whole bunch of stuff. I want to talk about, this is what I want to talk about. Alex will tell you what he wants to talk about. The uh, college situation with the coach at Alabama and Texas. Uh, I want to talk about quickly. Does the Jordan flu shoe make sense? <laughs> <laughs> that, which is crazy to me. Um, and we talk, you know, we got to talk Cardinals. Uh, We'll briefly talk about the Phoenix Suns, and we can get in Phoenix Suns right away That is basketball season. Um, Kobe uh, and his coach. It's not an issue, but, you know, you have to establish who's in charge of that team at some point, Uh, Kobe or Mike D'Antonio. That's what I want to talk about, so let's get into the Phoenix Suns. And and as, as we go into the show, Alex will, you know, obviously bring up what he wants to talk about. Jeff Hornasek has these guys playing well. Uh, They beat recently, they just beat the uh, Lakers, um, and it was a good game. And and I wonder why that was. um, New attitude, new coaching. um, Goal is still the same get in the playoffs, Uh, build, keep growing on the team. That obviously has to be the goal uh, outside looking in. And it looks like they're on pace to do those things. Um, They have, um, and and I, I wonder why the success was because. There's no superstars there, or these guys play together. Bledsoe and these guys, all these guys going out and getting it done. Um, there's no superstar. You have to, like the Lakers, you have to get a ball to Kobe. It has to run through Kobe. Uh, and Mike D'Antonio feel like he has other guys that can score because when Kobe was out, um, they won six or two games. Well, they they were five hundred team. Uh, but the Phoenix Suns, and I think Jeff Hornacek is uh, Hornacek or Hornacek Hornacek. On a check. Okay. <laughs> Has these guys playing well. And that's a breath of fresh air here in Arizona. Um, if you're a Phoenix Suns fan, and, and you have to be if you're here, at least root for them. Don't root against them. Root for them, but don't root against them. Because uh, in Arizona, everybody comes from different places. Uh, I'm from Virginia. Newport News, Virginia, might I add. Uh, but I root for the Phoenix Suns.
3: Yeah, they... um. Their young guys are starting to learn how to play basketball as a team. Play at the NBA, uh, make up now. Uh, getting Marcus Morris to play with his brother Marquise w- was a pretty good acquisition. Uh, Marcus Morris was the better of the of the twins in college coming out of Kansas. I know university. Of Kansas. I got it. Uh, <laughs> Eric Bledsoe was a great acquisition. Uh, you know. Miles Plumley, I think, was an under-the-radar guy. He's a double-double guy. He's still young. Uh, the beauty of this team is that they're young, they're athletic, and they have a brand-new coach. So this is pretty much everything that Phoenix fans have been waiting for, post-Steve Nash era, post just, just being good enough to make the playoffs but not getting a, a good draft pick. To your point, I don't know if it's good that they're winning right now with how deep the draft is this year, and the NBA draft is different than the NFL draft and different than Major League Baseball, etc., because you know what you're getting, and these guys usually come out ready to play instead of being projects. So with Jabari Parker and Andrew Wiggins and, and Julius Randall, the kid from, uh, from Kentucky... People thought that they were going to lose, be a twelve-win team this year, and be a, get a top-five pick. But now it looks like, especially with how bad some teams are, it looks like they can make the playoffs. They'd be the third-best team in the Eastern Conference right now if they were in the Eastern Conference.
2: Yeah, but the Eastern Conference is Indiana Pacers and Miami um, Miami Heat. But here they have to find they have to get over the hump. They have to establish some dominance here on the West, um, and, and it, it takes it goes in spurts. Everything comes full circle in the next 5 years the east may be the dominant conference or the dominant side of the basketball and then the here we always have the San Antonio Spurs, the Los Angeles Lakers, we got the Clippers now. Um you have a uh, Dallas Oklahoma uh, City. Oklahoma City. Yeah. You have teams that's real uh, well-rounded where on any given night you're not surprised that this team won or yeah. you're not surprised that this team lost against that other opponent.
3: Yeah, exactly. I mean, with Especially with Eric Bledsoe becoming a restricted free agent, I think at the end of this year, I believe it's the end of this year, they might have to pay him a lot of money. So they're going to have to make a decision soon with uh, the the, uh, general manager that was the assistant GM in in Boston, McDonough, I believe. He's done a good job so far, but if Eric Bledsoe is going to be the cornerstone of your franchise moving forward, you're going to have to pay him $60 million. And he's young. And he's raw still. This is his first real chance of being a starting point guard or or a combo guard with Goran Dragic.
2: So Bledsoe I mean, was in Houston, right? No, it, he was with the Clippers. He was with the Clippers. Yeah, because I was oh, okay. Came I was out thinking. of
3: Kentucky. As a fr- he came out too early, and then uh, he played sparingly uh, behind Chris Paul. He played some more, and Chris Paul got hurt last year. But with the young core that they have. One thing they're going to need is some sort of veteran leadership. Channing Frye's not a veteran yet. He hasn't won enough to become a leader. In my opinion, you have to
2: have some sort of taste of winning to be a real leader in the NBA. Here's why Hornacek is, is so important. Hornacek is so important right now because, they, to your point, they don't have a leader. Uh, they're building and they're growing together. At some point, someone will establish it as a leader, and it won't be because he's hitting the most points. It won't be because he's shooting uh, uh, lights out, nights in and nights out. It will because of what, how those other t- guys respond to him in the locker room, before they come out on a basketball court. They have to be a family. You mentioned the Morris uh, brothers. I thought that was a great acquisition as well, uh, bringing those guys together because we saw what they did at Kansas. And there was an opportunity for that to happen. It was great that the Phoenix Suns were able to get that accomplished. Uh, the Phoenix Suns beating the Lakers 114-108 with Kobe in the lineup is it, huge. Regardless, and I know Kobe's not back yet. I know Kobe hasn't played all off season, all basketball off season, coming off the Achilles uh, injury, a very serious injury if if you're a sports guy. Um with no time to rehab, no time to get it done. Uh, but with him in the lineup, it just it changes your mental because this is a young team.
3: Absolutely. And one, one of probably the most positive things that come out of having a young team that's exciting that seem to play together, Goran Dragic is coming to his own as well. He's had, he had three 30-point games in the last three weeks, and I think over the course of his career up to this point, he only had five in, in five years. So he's learning, he's, he's starting to mold and gel into a player that people thought he was going to be, especially with the fourth quarter performance. I, I believe it was against San Antonio in the playoffs when they sat Steven Nash for the whole fourth quarter. He came out and scored 26 points in the fourth quarter in overtime. He's starting to finally become the player that people thought he was going to be. And with all of this in Phoenix, it might, wanna, it might make stars, not star, star, stars, stars, superstars, because I don't think they're there yet, but very... Above average players want to come to Phoenix, which is so huge because Phoenix is a a huge sports market. You have all four major teams. You have two major colleges that U of A does basketball and ASU does football at this point. Getting players to come play with a young core of guys is exciting.
2: Don't forget uh, Dan Marley's team out there at... uh
3: Grand Canyon. Grand Canyon. Yeah, but I I we can talk about that another day. I'm yeah. not happy that
2: he's the head coach. Sir. Yeah. Why not? Because
3: they had the head coach and all the coaches that brought them up to D1 level. Uh-huh.
2: And oh, they I, and I, they let him go. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. And they but you know what? They needed some superstar status, kind of like what we're going to get into later on the show with uh uh Sablin and Mac Brown out in Texas. Mm-hmm. They needed some superstar status. I don't agree with Letting someone build your program, then letting them go and bring them in for someone else. I, I say the Grand Canyon because of what we have here in Arizona. Sure, as you absolutely. As the, the major sports uh, market that we have here. Even and, the Rattlers, and, and, the arena
3: football team have won a few championships right, recently. But
2: in this market, and, they, and not having superstars as the Phoenix Suns don't have, you will be able to get those guys to come here because they can see the growth. Well, they, they will have seen the growth and they can see where this team can possibly be with one or two more players, um, maybe a superstar too. two. You need superstars. You need one or two and some role players, some role players to understand who's not saying, well, I can shoot too. because you see what happens with uh, the Oklahoma City, with Westbrook and, um, and, Durant. And, and Durant, and I think Durant is the better shooter, but I'm not saying the rest, uh, Westbrook isn't good. Westbrook is great, but when you find out who's a okay, this is how our team will go tonight, you can't take it over every night yeah. in Westbrook's mind, but when you find out how our team is going, tonight, like who has a hard hand, a superstar and a leader understands that. So you can't have that combativeness between the two, and then you end up losing games you should have won. Okay, the Phoenix Suns—they would, I think they'll be able. To, I think Hornacek is getting doing a great job. They will be able to get superstars here at some point, but right now these guys are building up to superstar status. And Ryan McDonough, the he's the, that's the first
3: name of he's the he was the assistant GM in Boston. He was there during the Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce emergence. So he knows. Danny Ainge was the GM. He did a great job bringing all those guys together. But with Phoenix, he has a taste of winning, and he has a taste of what a proper franchise is run like, how it's run. And he's, he's moving slowly but surely in the right direction. He's only been here a year. This is, Good for him. Th- this is a fantastic nucleus he has a clean for house. the future.
2: He has a clean house. He has a new coach. He has a somewhat of a different team out there, young guys, energetic guys, guys who somewhat understand the game on a pro level, uh still playing with a passion. And they I think they'll get it done. I think you just gotta you probably you know, one or two pieces missing uh from having a complete team and being consistent. And this is without Alex Land, their number one pick
3: out of Maryland, he's not even playing. So he's a seven two center. So if you can mold him into being center, move Miles Plumley to the four you know, have the have one of the Marcus brothers at the three, Gordon Dragic
2: and Eric Bledsoe in the backcourt. That's an exciting team, right? That is a very exciting team. Here, here are the next three games, and one of the games was interesting because I watched it last night. It was uh, December thirteenth they have the uh, Sacramento Kings? Fifteenth mm-hmm. they have the Golden State Warriors, and December eighteenth they have the San Antonio Spurs. Golden State Warriors, did you watch that game against Dallas last night? I did. Dallas was Dallas was beating their head in pretty bad. Um, and it just didn't look like Golden State will pull it out. And this is one of the teams that I mentioned last year, uh, uh, before, even before the basketball season started this year, that I wanted to watch because of what they have, their young nucleus. And it's similar to what the Suns is, but they just, uh, they're just they a bit better than the Suns at this point. Um, I think they have a, as in the uh, Jeff Hornacek, I think they have a good coach over there in, in Golden State. Yeah. Uh, with uh, Mark Jackson. Now, these guys look... Lethargic the whole entire time, uh, getting beat up by Dallas. Uh, Momentum just looked like it was all Dallas, all Dallas, and they found a way to win this game with Curry hitting the game winning shot. Yeah, I mean this guy's just such a pure shooter.
3: He's but he's learned how to play point guard. Yeah, and getting and and that's the big thing with him and Russell Westbrook. I've said this a few times that Steph Curry he's not a total point guard like he's not a Steve Nash pass first guy completely, but he's learning. He's learning, he's learning. He shoots very, very uh, efficiently from the field from where he was as a rookie. He shoots great from the line. He shoots uh, upper 30s from three. And the and when they drafted Clay Thompson out of Washington State, 6'9", just pure shooter, they gave him a chance his rookie year, and then they put him in the starting lineup his his second year. And they, they might be the most exciting
2: uh, backcourt in the NBA right now, in my opinion. Don't you think coming out of Davis – they, they wanted to take the best shooter that was in that game, in that draft at that point, And then they found a way to build around him. And I think they built it around him. We looked at the AI trade they got for from Sixers. Um, but did he go to Denver first? Yes. And then he came up. Not Allen Iverson. Uh, Eagle, oh, Ibu Dollar. Dollar. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah so, that, so you have the veteran leadership there. He hasn't, found, he hasn't had a lot of winning in his career, but he's always played the right way. He's never had any issues with him right. on the field or on the court or off the court. But the biggest acquisition they had was David Lee from New York. Now, David Lee doesn't make Buku bucks. He's not making a hundred million dollar contract. Great he's, role player. He is, but he also averages eighteen and ten. So he's a role player that produces.
2: He's a role player that can start. That can play on any team in in league. eighteen and and ten. You can play anywhere in if not the higher. I mean, he yeah. he
3: was twenty and twelve, but he has injury concerns. He had a hip flexor. Like he landed hard on his on his uh, on his hip during the playoffs, or right before the playoffs last year in the first round. Yep. And he came back, played a couple minutes, it just, just as, the same. Uh, as inspirational support. But if they all stay healthy, they're scary. Yeah. You know, they can beat Oklahoma City. They can beat San Antonio. They, they almost ran into, beat San Antonio last year. But
2: they ran into a wall when, in San Antonio. They ran, they ran, into, a, a they ran into a veteran team, team. And, yeah. and couldn't get over the hump. That's I'll tell you what. We'll take a break. We, that's Phoenix uh, Suns Talk. We'll come back. We'll talk some Cardinals, briefly talk Cardinals in the Tennessee game, and we're moving definitely into the um, coaching situation. Kwame Lass of Sports Talk, Alex Clancy. We'll be right back.
1: Your internet
0: flagship station for
1: sports. America Sports.
4: your internet
1: flagship station for sports
4: voice America sports.
2: Welcome back to the Kwame the Sports Talk. 888-346-9144. Alex Clancy in the studio. You can find Alex at rantsports.com. We were talking about the Phoenix Suns and have have such a a pretty good job at this point right now that Jeff Hornacek and the Suns are doing. They're moving forward, I would say. Um... If you're in the valley, if you're in Arizona, you know, go check them out. It's worth it's worth doing. Also, let me say this because I think the Phoenix Mercury need some love too. Check them out. I know we went to the game. and It was noisy. It was a bunch of kids there, but check the, check the women out. They play ball for real and they play hard. Their passion is different, but they play hard.
3: Yeah, they made the playoffs. Yeah. this past year and so uh, and they won a championship recently. I think three or four years ago. Yeah, they, won, it, they won a championship. They won
2: back to back. Um, about four or five years ago, baseball. We are gonna talk Cardinals baseball and the rule changing. Um one of the things I saw was the uh, back catching, you can't bulldoze the, the catcher anymore. Um that's you know, one of the incident the recent incident was uh posey then his uh, knee getting torn up. But other than that, there haven't been real serious injuries that kept catchers out of the game. It's just if you're gonna protect the plate like that, where where am I am I supposed to go around you? No No athlete um, that's trying to get a point, trying to score. It's gonna go around somebody to do it. It will run through you because you were in their way, um, and that was one of the rules tra- changes. Off the air, we were talking. You were talking about the um, the um, what's the instant replay? So explain a little bit more about that. Uh,
3: the instant replay. It, Joe Torrey brought it up. He, he's the vice president of he's on on some committee that, that's talking about the instant replay with with uh, Tony La So these guys have been around the game obviously forever. Um, the parameters are, and this is all just in talks, they just brought it up to the to the owners, general managers, and coaches about this, and it was received pretty well. Uh, number one, each team gets one challenge per game up to the seventh inning. If you get that challenge correct, you get another one. Between the seventh and ninth inning, the umpires can challenge anything they want. They'll have somebody in New York in a booth looking at all plays that are challengeable, and the, the, the plays that are not challengeable are balls and strikes, and balls going over the third or first baseline, that's a judgment call by the line judges that cannot be challenged because it stops play. Um, Do you like these challenges? Yeah. You like these no, I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. Just because we're in a day and age now where you've got to get it right. The human error aspect is is being superseded by getting the play correct. And all it takes is one play in one important game to, to, for you to get burned by that will make you want instant replay. So the uh, another thing that... Another thing that will be implemented in this if it gets passed is there will be somebody from, say, from the Dodgers will be sitting in the dugout and he'll be looking at a monitor. Uh, After a play happens, you get the replay fed into the monitor and then you can tell the manager whether you want it to be challenged or not. Now, one of the problems that people had issues with was that if you're watching the game in real time on a monitor – and then re- rewinding and watching, rewinding and watching, was that uh, sign stealing could be a huge problem? Uh, pitching, you know, tipping off if, if they were going to throw the ball down down to second base, things like that. Um, you see, th- first and third baseman, fir- uh, third base coach signs that could be stolen. Now that it would be five, or, you know, it would be on a delay because the play would just happen, but they have to feed it to you, so that wouldn't be an issue. Um I think it's fantastic. I as I said previously, I'll use a different word this time. I think it's a great I think it's great progress for Major League Baseball because they're the one they're behind the curve now. NBA has it, Major League uh NFL has it. They need something.
2: NFL that- has it because it moves so fast. Basketball moves so fast. Baseball is a it's a pastime which I enjoy watching. I enjoy playing it. Uh if you don't play the game, you just think it's boring. It's kind of like golf. Uh if you don't play these games it's boring to you and it takes forever. But if if baseball wasn't long enough, what is it, two and a half, three hour?
3: Yeah, but yeah, but the but the length of the actual game doesn't uh, compute with how bang-bang these plays are when they're act- when the ball is actually being hit. Right. So those are split-second plays. That's but, football plays, football timing.
2: If I'm it, watching a game from start to finish, how long is it going to take me? Well, in?
3: three and a half, four, but, but that's not the point. Right.
2: The point is, is baseball moves slow. The, now, the play itself is bang-bang. Right. I, and that's I understand why the that. replay is necessary. Yeah, but the play itself is that, and I've seen a lot of um, umpires, I, I saw... I've seen a lot of man-made errors and judgments and calls, and you had to live with it because it was baseball. That was part of what, what baseball was. The human error part of it. But it, you can get away with it with a football game because the action is always impactful. It's always going. Uh, so the error. So when you stop to watch an instant replay, we get a little antsy about, come on, get the game going. Uh, baseball is already, you know, kind of sort of laid back if you watch it from the outside looking in how long are football games normally longer than baseball they're longer but it's action all the time that's what all it's not but football is action all the time it's not there's
3: a stoppage between every play (laughs) there's a stoppage between every play like a stoppage between every
2: pitch okay let's say that's a stoppage between every play let's let's say that because there's something baseball's
3: only so long because they have to go into the dugout and then come out. So in between innings it takes longer time.
2: They have to go to the dugout and come that's the same thing if the offense have to go to the sideline and defense have to come on. That's the exact same thing. Yeah. There's no difference in that. It, it's long it's because baseball football is long. Football is long. I don't I don't think I don't think it you can cut it down and still be impactful, but I don't know. They so used for uh used to this format now because this format makes money. It generates money. Now we won't get into that the slow pace of baseball outside of the, the play happening it seems like it's forever old a boring game. But if you've never played baseball, baseball is not boring at all. Baseball is very exciting uh, game. But when when football is play after play, even even during that play, even as you say, after a play, that time, something's going on with a penalty or something's going on. No, it's nothing going on with baseball. How
3: many Plays total are running an average football
2: game. Oh, they're thirteen series. Thirteen okay. series equals you know, the offense having the ball from the time they get it to the. that could be three plays. That could be twelve play mm-hmm. drives. Uh, it's, it's usually thirteen series.
3: Okay, so say, so so thirteen. So say say ninety plays or a hundred. Say a hundred plays to make it easy. Easily, okay. Say a hundred plays. Baseball. I, I know some defenses. Good baseball, defenses
2: play. Sixty something plays an offense. A good offense will play about that. About okay. fifty. Okay, I'm 60 just saying to plays. make
3: it a round number, 100. Baseball. Each pitcher will throw that in a game. So there's so many more chances for replay in baseball than there are in football. And uh, just a side note, it's so much easier to fast forward through a DVR football game than it is baseball game if you don't want to miss anything. So my point is that baseball. Yeah, it seems slower. But I feel like it's, if not the same pace, it's even faster action-wise than football as a whole. I'm not saying that it's action-packed. I'm not saying that it's, that it's not more laid back. But there's more stuff happening at a more rapid pace in baseball than there is in football.
2: People don't know how to watch football. Uh, we'll get on to and Speaking of football, people just follow the ball. They don't follow the plays. They don't I've, know learned, they,
3: I've they, learned to follow more.
2: Yeah, but I'm just saying people don't know. They, 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 they love the game. Then they critique the game. I'm, I'm talking about amateurs. They love the game. They critique the game, but they just watch the football from the quarterback to the, wherever it's going. They don't watch the intricate parts of what an offensive line, the stunts, the lineman, offensive linemen, picking up stunts, defensive line of stunning and getting to that play, and an offensive line knowing it's about to happen because they see it in film. They see it all weekend. They know this formation is where they like to do a stunt, and they still can't stop it. That's that's the fun part of to me about football: the the chess matches between the two. Um, Arizona Cardinals, they play the Tennessee Titans. Tennessee. This could be a big game. We both talked off the air about. For the Cardinals, definitely. That's first and foremost uh, where I'm sitting. Um, But you're a San Diego guy. You're a California guy. Um, This can be huge if the San Diego Chargers can pull off the victory tonight against Denver, Thursday night game. Uh, It could be huge in the AFC for the uh, San Diego Chargers. But the Cardinals need to stay in place. They 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 have to win. They pulled off a big game. Losing to the... um, Eagles at home, and I and I thought there was a lot of mistakes made. We talked on air about there was a lot of mistakes made in that game, um, and I and I rant about um, I rant sports about a, a holding call on Ty- the Tyrone Matthews had at the line of scrimmage, which I didn't think was a call, but you know it it was a call made by the ref. Losing that game, which I thought was winnable, on the road because they have been winning games on the road, the Arizona Cardinals have coming home beating the St. Louis was huge, a division opponent. Now, going back on the road, and the Tennessee, who I think we both agree that this team should have a better record yeah, than they they're, they're are. They're way better. Hyde. Yeah, they're way better than what they are. And um, But it is a game on the road that the Cardinals must have to even come back to face these last two opponents in this and the Seattle Seahawks and San Francisco 49ers, who the San Francisco 49ers just beat the Seahawks last week. Um, but this is a huge implication for the Cardinals and then maybe for the Chargers if they can pull out what they have right in front of them tonight.
3: Yeah. Um two main goals for Arizona against Tennessee. One, their front seven has to pressure the hell out of Ryan Fitzpatrick. Which is he is possible. a turnover machine I think if they he gets get that pressured. Door. Delaney Walker's hurt. I, I think he might play, but but he's hobbled. Chris Johnson, if well, Chris Johnson fantasy implication wise, I hope he has two hundred yards and zero touchdowns because so Arizona can win. But if you can pressure Ryan Fitzpatrick like they have maybe get one or two turnovers. Carlos Dansby's had two pick sixes in four weeks, I believe, four or five weeks. Um well, Washington won NFL uh defensive player of the week this great week. Great
2: pickup. That defense is in place. Go ahead.
3: Yeah. So and he came from Miami, right? Carlos Dansby. Yeah, but to he pay was with,
2: he was with the Cardinals and they didn't want to Cardinals didn't want to pay him. Yeah. Which I could not understand. Uh but we can have this conversation about a lot of Cardinals players that go somewhere But then he comes back, and he's still the same guy. He's He's still productive. He's killing it. Darrell Washington,
3: Calais Campbell, they have like a three-headed monster on defense. Take even away the secondary. They got guys on the sideline. So they're in place with their defense to stay around for a long time, uh, barring injury. Offensively, they need to establish the run. They need to establish the run, and the Tennessee defense is very underrated against the run. Andre Ellington is back and healthy. With that two-headed monster in the backfield, they need to establish the run and then open up for Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Floyd, who I think has a hamstring injury, but I think he's going
2: to play. Michael Floyd will play, but the, to establish a the run, there's only two teams in that in this conference, the NFC West, that does that well, and that's Seattle. The top two. And the top two, yeah. exactly. So it's not like we magically said, okay, if the Cardinals are able to run the football, then they can win games. This is just all across the board in the National Football League. If you can run the football, the line, the game starts at the line of scrimmage. That line of scrimmage is the kickoff. That front five, that line of scrimmage is the D-line and the offensive line. It starts there. When you establish dominance, you know how this game is going to play out. Yeah. Uh, and then it becomes a chess match that we talked about a second ago. Uh, who's going to do what? What kind of stunts? What, what's the new wrinkle in the game? Um, but the Cardinals must win. They lost uh, Tyron Matthews to an ACL and a... Um, LCL. LCL. Uh, LCL. LCL. Uh, Which is, you know, I feel bad for him. That guy, he he comes a long way. Yeah. You didn't hear anything about him. I know during the season he made a bonehead or two plays. But that was, you know, that was in the heat of the battle. And it happens. And it happens. No excuses for him. um, But I wish him a speedy recovery. We wish him a speedy recovery. And he should be ready for opening day next year, right? He'll be ready. That guy's too... He's too ready, amped up already. He, if he can come back tomorrow, he would.
3: And, and you'd forget Zach Stacy in St. Louis. They established a run with St. Louis, too. Zach Stacy is a top 10 running back this year. So I think this is the only team, Arizona, that has question marks in the backfield. Take away a couple games that Andre Ellington had where he, where he blew up. I think he had 180 some odd yards rushing one game. Um, they need to establish a run early, get Rob Hausler involved get um, who's the guy? Jake Ballard involved. They need to get their tight ends involved. They don't need to go vertical right away My to establish everything.
2: The Cardinals have a problem defensively, and we talk how great their, def- their, great their defense is. They have everything in place on defense to, to keep them in ball games and, and win ball games. We saw, we've seen them. You mentioned Dansby picking the ball off twice for a six uh, in the past four weeks. They have what they need on defense to be successful, they have a problem with stopping tight ends mm-hmm. against them. And and that comes to mind because I think they should use their tight ends more. If they use their tight ends more in practice other than to block for a running game that's not, that's not working, maybe that'll open up the running game and maybe that'll help the defense uh, a little bit more to recognize tight ends' angles and leverages on the field where come game time it becomes a lot easier to cover these guys. But I agree 100% offensively, they need to use the tight end more. I, I, I've always said the best teams in my history of watching football were the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys, who used their tight ends a lot. They used their tight ends. They, football was a uh, fullback position was relevant. Uh, they used their fullback, and they also had, both teams had dominant running games. Yeah, They had dominant running games, not to mention smart quarterbacks.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, Rob Hauser is an okay uh, run blocker. He's an okay pass blocker. He's not super fast, but he's he's got great hands. He's got a great feel for finding spots in, against the zone. Like you can see things that he's progressed so far. He had his first touchdown this year in four years in the NFL. And, and
2: you know what he was? And he was sarcastically s- surprised about that, or sarcastically mentioning that. I don't know why I haven't had any touchdowns
3: because they haven't had a quarterback and they haven't. They, all they've thrown to Larry. Fitt, that's it.
2: But he was throwing jab. I, th- I thought when I heard that he was throwing a little jab at the offensive coordinator or whomever was in charge of that. That I don't have no idea why I haven't scored. Yeah. And he should have the, the guy is good. where you can open up a lot of things if you use him. Then he becomes a better blocker because you don't know if this guy's in right. for a pass receiving or a blocking tight end. Right. So yeah. the Cardinals that they're figuring out Bruce Aaron's. He's he's figured out his way. He's he's. I think he's putting his stamp on where the Cardinals gonna be. Offensively, defensively, these guys are playing ball. They haven't left off since last year. For the past few years, defensively they were always good. With teams scoring them, it's probably in the seventh week or something like that. I'm talking about like big numbers, over 17 points. But. That's because the offense haven't helped them in seventeen weeks. But now the offense, they, the Arizona Cardinals have offensive firepower where they can get it done. And yeah. I think they're mixing up the plays well. Uh, but these are two games that they definitely need to uh, pull off this week against. Well, this first one, take care of the Tennessee Titans on the road, who's a five and eight team and easily should be eight and five team. Uh, no question about that. They lost their quarterback, Fitzpatrick. I think uh, he's
3: better than Jake Locker. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, he, well, he can throw the ball down the field at I, least. If Kenny Britt was relevant, maybe yeah. <laughs> they'd, ha- they'd have a better
2: offense. I, I never thought uh, Fitzpatrick wasn't good at all. I thought he was good in Buffalo. But when you give somebody that much money in the, the situation, because he has weapons over there. he has a running. They have a running game with C.J. Spiller. Um, who's Fred, the Jackson. Other, Fred Jackson. They have a receiving core over there. Um,
3: Scott Chandler is an okay tight end. Stevie Johnson.
2: Stevie Johnson, but they have st- But was Stevie Smith? Johnson's been hurt. Yeah, but they have they have another receiver over there. But they they play in the conference where they battle tested. They play the uh Miami Dolphins, who is a pretty good team. Um
3: they've kind of yeah. been underwhelming this year right. compared to what people thought they were gonna be.
2: Exactly. Um the uh Patriots, mm-hmm. who was the other uh, Pittsburgh, the Jets. the Jets. Um not it's not Pittsburgh, it's it's Patriots. The Jets. It's the Jets. Yeah. Um but they get to play against good opponents, a good talent. So they, I think they battle tested. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are, are the Cardinals need to go in there and and find a way to win this game. If
3: they don't put pressure on Ryan Fitzpatrick early, they're going to lose. They have to. If put he pressure gets on him, a rhythm, they have to smack yeah. them in the face on their home field right away. Like I would defer if they if they get the opening if, if they win the toss, I would defer blitz all day. <laughs>
2: Yeah, defense. The Cardinals' defense is ranked seventh in the, in the world. So, so
3: they have a B plus, A minus defense. Say, there's, there's no. Well, if, I don't you, if you're a top any, ten
2: defense, that's an A plus. Yeah.
3: Well, I don't think there are. That's any, an A. There's no dominant because look at what um, Ray Frank Gore did against Seattle last week, week in and week out. The the powerful defense, but they they were losing uh, Brandon Browner and they had some guys. But there's but that's his no, idiotic fault. There's no defense like San like San Francisco was last year. That is. Killing everybody that Everybody defense, has off weeks So there's no A-plus defense in the NFL
2: That defense was like Ray Lewis' defense Yeah, when that was played.
3: that was Baltimore Ravens' 2000 defense 2001 defense
2: Yeah, but the top five defense That's an A-plus defense The Cardinals are a seventh in the world So they are a, they're a defense They keep themselves in, in games You gotta add on to this uh, element of it What the uh, San Francisco 49ers did to Who I think is the top defense Seattle. In Seattle Right that's a division opponent. They know each other. Thing you, you just things change. Like when let's let's go with ASU and U of A. You do remember that year they were U of A was one in nine, one in ten. ASU was you know it went in ball games. It doesn't matter. They know each other. They play each other every year. Uh, so U of A end up beating them, having a the poor season that they had, end up beating them I, with the field goal, no doubt. But it, when you line up against a, a, a opponent that you know well which the San Francisco 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks are those two teams, then you find a way to beat them, those guys in. And any other team that couldn't run against Seattle, the San Francisco 49ers know how to run against them. Yeah,
3: and I mean, both take away the 51-yard run by Frank Gore to set up the game-winning right. field goal. You could say that Seattle had a very good game defensively with yeah, they one breakdown. That big play. All you need is one breakdown.
2: A big play is 20 yards or more, yeah. and that's and running he, no
3: passing. And 51-yarder yeah. to set up the, the game-winner. So. Um, a big with, play
2: twelve pass and it's tw- twenty yards, running I think is a ten yard. The other thing
3: yard. that's kind of well, the thing that's been kind of underwhelming for me with Arizona, which is kind of coupled in with defense, is special teams. They haven't had any pulse at all returning kicks or, or punts this year. That's that is what kept them in game. Do you remember in, in Peterson? It, it, well, he, well, his rookie year he ran one back in overtime to win a game. Right. So I mean he had he had like three or four in his rookie year, and then we haven't heard from him since. Obviously they're scheming against him but you need, like, in, Javier, Javier Arenas hasn't done anything returning kicks. You need, you, you need some sort of juice. You need some sort of something that comes out of nowhere that gets you, that gets you into field position to, to be on a short field.
2: The MVP of special teams on that team is Bethel, a guy who don't get to touch the ball, but what, what you're saying is, once I get the ball, I need to make a play happen. That's Peterson, Arenas, which is not happening. You mentioned you go back to his rookie year where he set an NFL record, uh, four punt returns in, in a single season, which is amazing. And you, you say he sets a record. You mentioned that he sets a record. That's a lead with Devin Hester in it. Yeah, A guy who broke the record. Uh, he has for, nine,
3: right? He's tied with yeah,
2: De- I think he's passed Dion. I think he has 11. Uh, we can check that out at some point. But he just passed the record, I want to say, the end of last year or the beginning of this year. Uh, but, you know, you talk about... The Cardinals and their special teams, and not able to move the ball and get good field position. Field position is huge, and that's all predicated on special teams, because that's how the games will always start. Um, but the Cardinals will be okay. I think they'll be all right if they can get past this Tennessee Titans team. They keep themselves in a, in a great run for that wild card spot. And the wild card is not coming out the. Uh, it's not coming anywhere out the NFC. The, the way the let the way the lead is set up, or the, this year is set up. Um, and teams are losing. I think the wild spot will come out this AFC West, and I think it's owned by the Cardinals.
3: Hester ties Sanders for most return touchdowns with 19. That's 19. punt and kick return. Right, yeah. Total. So, yeah, 19 is pretty good.
2: 19 is great. And, and and they changed the lead. Like, they changed the golf courses for Tiger. They changed the lead so he can... Um,
3: and that was what, three years ago? Yes. Three years ago, and he still had a few cents. So I mean it's if you're good, you're good. And, yeah. and and but he had three or four years we didn't have any. And think so, about
2: think about how many teams don't punt to him anymore. He changed the game, he changed the momentum of the game. This guy it, it just he's one of those guys that who, was destiny when he got the ball, something big was gonna happen. Yeah. It used to be you remember the guy in Kansas City, the little short guy. Yeah, he, Dante Hall. Dante Hall. The he one was, from the two yard line, we ran back and forth. And yeah, went nuts. he ran fifty million miles <laughs> side to side, and then, and then he went turned down on and the burners. Oh, this—he yeah,
3: well, he was good. He was a flash in the pan for two years. Yeah,
2: and, but he was awesome for that two years. Yeah. He was—he was a Pro Bowler for those two years on special teams. All right, the Arizona Cardinals need to pull off this win. Oh, uh, I,
3: I have one question: um, Why don't they have speedy running backs returning kicks? I understand, like a third string, not not your number one running back, like a Leon Washington when he did it for he had like I think he's tied for the he most did with for the eight. Jets and Seattle. Yeah, so well he started with yeah yeah, mm-hmm. and that was when they were that was when the Jets were good. That was yeah. when he was, and that was when Josh Career, or uh, Brad Smith was there. Brad they had a Smith. lot of stuff going on there. Why don't you have Stephon Taylor run back kicks? He knows blocking schemes better than maybe Javier Arenas. Yeah. He may not be as fast, but he knows how to get those yards.
2: I, th- I think uh, punt returns. You have a guy like Devin Hester. That's a DB receiver type guy. You have a guy who's elusive, um, who, kick,
3: who has good hands, uh, uh, who, who doesn't fumble. The exactly,
2: ball. because that's that's a that's a big play, big part of the game. It, all of all of it's huge. But when you are getting the ball back, you want some sure-handed guys back there. That's why in certain situations they they throw West Walker back there, mm-hmm. who who don't do it all game, but we need the ball and we don't. It is a sign of oh, we don't trust this guy, but we want West Walker back there, Walker back there. Um, kickoff returns, I think, is um, a running back should be back there. Why they don't do it as much is because, well, there are. M- most teams do have a kick return, but when they trying to have that big play, they want that speedy guy mm-hmm. because he runs a 4-3. But if that 4-3 guy gets hit, you bounce, him back tw- yeah, you, bounce, yeah. you bounce him back about 20 yards back. In this league, you have to have two running backs. You have to have two running backs. We see the, we see the teams that have them. The teams are more successful in running the football. That third running back is important. He is very important. So most teams will keep a, a fourth running back, and both of those, the three and four, are on special teams. They are on special teams. It's which one that I can get the most out of, and a lot of them make the team because they can return kicks. Um, but it, it comes crucial, and you can't think going in forefront. You can't have this on the forefront of your, forefront of your mind that, what if he gets hurt? This happens. This That happens. You got to have a guy that say, all right, you are kick returner. We got our two running backs. You are kick returner. If anything goes down on one of them, you move up to number uh, two uh, running back, but you still return kicks.
3: And you have the better returner returning punts, right? Because kick, you have all of your blockers set. You have everything ready to go with punt. And he, something could go wrong.
2: You have the guy who you have
3: less time to react.
2: I think more so because I, was, I, was, I used to return punts for the Cardinals. I wasn't the fastest guy on the team, but I, my hands were sure. I didn't drop I didn't drop any punts. So it's more of the guy who's going to catch the ball first because we are getting the ball back and we want that ball is in the air and it's get craftier when teams have you on on the 50, they want to punt put you inside the mm-hmm. 10, so they punt the ball ball high no room for mistake. and they want you to, no room for mistake. They want you to catch it uh and have that that ball coming down and having you thinking um catch it catch it not catch it let it bounce. They want you to have those thoughts in your head, but you put a shorthand guy back there to return punts, uh, but you also, if he does, when he does catch it, you want him to be able to be elusive and get away, at least give us, if you can get 15 yards every time, that's a win situation. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, especially with punts. Yeah, yeah, that'd be leading the league in yeah, punt Yeah,
2: exactly. 15, 17 yards, you will lead the lead in punt returns, but not, it won't be as flashy as a guy who can go, 30 40 50 yards for the touchdown. So
3: what are your top 3 goals really quickly for the Cardinals to win against Tennessee? Goals. Top 3 quick, top 3 things that they need to do to win.
2: Play defense lights out cuz they are on the road. Defense, when you're on the road, you don't hear any noise. You don't hear the crowd noise because their offense, the home team's offense is on the on the um on the field. So defensively, you don't hear any noise. So you got to play lights out. The table's the field is set for you. Okay. You're going against um you're going against a team who's wounded also. Who is a better team than their record show who's wounded, so take advantage of that. Offensively, you have to mix things up. You have to use the you tight end. What? You can't have um the quarterback sitting back in the partner as a wounded duck. He he's he's getting sacked too many times in my okay. opinion. Uh, get the ball out of his hands quick. Offensively get the balls out of his hands quick. Use the tight end. Establish um the third thing is establish the line of scrimmage. I don't care if you go on I don't care if it's third and three and it, it seems like a passing situation. If you establish the, the line of scrimmage, you can run the football. You can run that draw. You can run that football. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows most times a draw comes on third and three or the first, player, the first player is a draw or a screen. Everybody knows that stuff is coming. Mm-hmm. That's why you in man defense uh, on the first play. Everyone's accountable for who's Who's the
3: most important person that needs to have a good game for them to win? Offense or defense? Who's the one that needs to stand out and make plays?
2: Jay Feely, because it can come down to right. these that's even a, that's matches. It come down to these even matches. Jay Feely is a he is a Pro Bowl kicker. The guy kicks lights out. He so ki- he
3: needs so he needs to like he needs to kick from fifty five and in and 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 not miss if one. If it comes down to it,
2: yeah. If it comes down to it, kickers have become so important this year. Right. Don't give up so much field position, uh, Bruce Arian, and, and the decision you are making when they kick the field goal. But if it comes down to it, he needs to nail that. You have to
3: trust your kicker. You
2: have to trust him because he can get it done. All right. He can cool. get it done. All right. Kwame Sports Talk, 888-346-9144. We're going to take a break. You want to call in for this leg se- segment, Alex Clancy. We'll be right back.
1: <laughs> Your Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports.
4: Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America
2: sports. Welcome back to the formula sports talk. We are in our last segment and then we are off to do what we do. I'm going golfing. Alex Clancy is going to do something. Going to work. Going to work. Going to work. This is just his hobby, his fun stuff, but he has a job that pays the bills. Um, Carson Palmer, three three thousand four hundred and fifty eight yards. Um Rashad Mindenhall this year, five hundred and eight yards. He looks smaller. He looks smaller than he was when he was in um Pittsburgh, but he understands this offense because he Bruce Arians was in Pittsburgh when he was there. Um really six degrees of separation this is how a lot of guys are on certain teams. Um mm-hmm. uh, and I went to I, I visit St. Louis. Uh, because Larry Marmee was there, and I knew the defense, and I ended up signing with those guys. Michael Floyd's having an outstanding year. Fitzgerald had, what, four touchdowns, maybe, last year? He has 10 right now. Yeah. So the Cardinals' offense is more explosive, um, and I'm not – I'm saying they've gotten better. The, I'm not saying the league got worse so this is a, a, able for the Cardinals to happen. They've gotten better offensively. They need to keep Carson Palmer standing up, or it is a wrap for them. We've gotten – They've gotten rid of three or four quarterbacks that we thought would come in and be those guys, uh, Cobb, uh, ever since the uh, they had guys um, who I thought they should have kept as a backup quarterback. John Skelton? John Skelton. Was, I, I, I was a fan of John Skelton.
3: Yeah, but I you got to get rid of it. It's a new offense. They brought in Drew Stanton, so yeah. he knows the offense. Drew Stanton,
2: Michigan State guy. I'm not frowning that that at that at all.
3: Did he play uh, baseball? I, I thought he played baseball. I'm, I'm not frowning at that,
2: that at all, um, uh, but, you know, the Cardinals – have a huge game coming up. Uh we wish these guys I uh, wish these guys well going into the Tennessee Titans. They will be on the road tomorrow probably and get that done. Let me ask you real quick about the um Washington Redskins and uh Mike Shanahan decision uh because I I talked to somebody and who played for those guys and played under Mike played with Mike Shanahan as a player and Shanahan obviously coach he does a lot of uh, double talk. Um, and you wonder why this situation, this decision was made to rest the RG3. Why all of a sudden does he care about RG3 now? I know he's a franchise quarterback. So when I listen to it, I'm thinking, yeah, he's right. Yeah, bench him um, or deactivate him so he can get healthy if he is the franchise. But what are you doing as a franchise to put people around him to make him successful? Don't you want him to go through some groin pains right now so he doesn't have to go through them later? So I I, I kind of went. I'm on the fence about is that decision the right decision to do. If RG three says in his press conference that I've I've listened to, he wants to play. Obviously, he wants to. Any anybody worth their salt wants to play, hurt or unhurt. that's not a healthy guy in a National Football League today, right now. Once the season starts, that next game, no one's healthy. But what what are you what are your take on what he, what's going on there in DC?
3: The mistake that was made was they started in week one. That was that was mistake number one. You he says he wants to play. It's not his decision, and they made it his decision because Dan Snyder and him are are, are bosom buddies. So he's like, I want to put my star athlete on the field. He was probably forty percent then, but he could run and he could still he could throw the ball from his knees. He so looked that like was a, he
2: was running with the with the limp though. Yeah, he like looked, he was running like with he crutches. Was, well, he, like he was dragging his leg.
3: Yeah, so that was problem number one. Wouldn't you rather? Start Kirk Cousins in the beginning of the year and then have him for now. Maybe they would have a better record. And I thought Number,
2: Kirk Cousins did a great job replacing him last and year. And that's
3: the problem. Number two, RG3 wants to play, but he knows because he knows that Kirk Cousins could take his job. Because I think Kirk Cousins, and I said this a couple days ago, he's a better quarterback for this system. With regard, because they have an Alfred Morris who is not, he's not a read option running back. He's an Adrian Peterson, run north and south, I'm going to run over you running back. Doesn't have crazy speed, but he doesn't have that quick first step that you need from, a, from like a Jamal Charles read option running back, even though they don't do read option. Mike Shanahan, he feels undermined by Dan Snyder, so he's sitting down. He's making the decision to sit down RG3 for the rest of the year so he can get healthy. I think Mike Shanahan wants out. I think every coach that goes there under Dan Snyder leaves with a worse reputation than they had when they got there. And it's, it's, it's just how it's been through time. North Turner and Mike Shanahan is still living in the 90s thinking he's still one of the best coaches in the NFL. Mm, he's he not. He's not. They have a very, very good offense. They have an awful defense, and that's not RG3's fault. What I think that needs to happen is you sit RG3, let him get all the way better, let Kirk Cousins start the next three games, maybe if you if RG three is your guy, and at the end of the year you decide that he's your guy, trade Kirk Cousins for a draft pick. Why would you trade Kirk
2: Cousins? Because he's pretty cause good. Because they don't
3: have any draft picks this year. St. Louis has their first and second round draft right. pick, so they're not going to get better unless it's through free but agency. But I'm going to
2: keep what I have because I don't have those first second round. They did everything they could to move up to get RG three. Well, you can't have two. You can't have
3: a number one quarterback and a number one A quarter. If he goes three and zero,
2: that's a great problem to have. That is a great problem to have because RG three. Not if you're
3: lacking in so many different, if, in so many different departments be, of the, of the I team. I would,
2: I would be personally, I would be feeling like I'm taking a chance of getting rid of. You know, I'm gonna pay Kirk Cousins as he a starter, uh, not a, not a Tom Brady money starter. I'm gonna pay him where he gets to sit around and continue to grow, and then. But
3: RG three is not Tom Brady.
2: No, 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 I'm not saying he's not, he can't move in front of RG3. I'm saying it's a great problem to have as two quarterbacks. I thought the uh, Green Bay Packers at one time had a great situation with two quarterbacks. Uh, Aaron Rodgers had to wait his time. He came in. Green Bay Packers didn't miss a step. Then there's two different franchises, two different uh, organizations, two different quarterbacks in, in the scenario. Snyder, I don't think he's been out, more out in the public. Than he had, as he has been and we talked about that with the um Jerry Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's been out there so I think everything he's doing now he's he's hearing the media, he's hearing reports that let the coach coach and let, him let the team do what they do. He's never
3: listened before mm-hmm. so why would he listen now?
2: I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea, but I think um I I don't if a guy wants to play and he's not severely costing your team. If you are costing a team, you got to sit down and in, in this business it's winning and losing. But I've heard so many talks about Shanahan and his and his tactics the way to doing things because he does a lot of double talk. So I don't know what to believe. It's it makes sense to let this guy get healthy, but why didn't you start Cousins? And I agree with that at the beginning of the season and let him work into that.
3: Yeah, let the let you Used run to, with the run game. And but then he
2: said, uh, the the um, the top doctor, what's his name? Uh, James, James Andrews. Andrews that, was, that that played a part you in can it, point that. He the was. It at whoever I'm you not pointing the finger. No, 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 I'm, I'm not at you. I'm but saying, saying but they said. Um, you know, he was okay, he was healthy, and if he's okay, he's healthy, then he should play.
3: Yeah, here's the thing, is if this doesn't work out midway through next year, I get rid of RG3. I get rid of him. <laughs> you wouldn't say yeah. that about
2: Andrew Luck at all. No, because he Andrew Luck is a real quarterback. No, I'm RG3 saying if this situation was going on in Denver... Absolutely not, say, because Andrew that.
3: Luck's skill set is... Andrew Luck is 6'5", 240. Two,
2: before you start making no sense, let's move on I, to... I'm uh, not
3: making no... I'm going to finish this point. You know, he... If if it doesn't work out next year, it'll be Michael Vick Jr. and you don't want Michael Vick Jr. to take up all your salary cap money. Why you? I would get you rid of him, him to Michael Vick at, because they're both injury prone. They're both smaller than they should be for what for how they run and how they throw and. Michael Vick, I think, is a, was a better quarterback that he, when At he was already 3 Yeah, than RG3 is. I don't, so I, don't I would agree get rid with of RG3. As far as
2: getting rid of RG3. I would. I, I won't, if he doesn't I won't. come
3: back fully healthy next year, I get rid of him.
2: It's a physical sport, and no one's healthy. If you can play, you learn to revamp your game just like everybody else does. Peyton Manning's revamped his game in Denver. He's not the same Peyton Manning and Andy. Yeah, but four surgeries. You can't he, compare the two. I, I'm comparing the two in their injuries. He revamped his game. Nobody, who's over there to teach him? Where, who's the quarterback coach over there? Who's over there to teach him? Real quick before we we get out of here, does uh, Nick Saban leave Alabama or Mike Brown? Mike Brown insists that he's not leaving. Nick Saban insists that he's not leaving. But Nick Saban, we've seen his track record of saying yeah. he's not leaving and been gone in the middle of the night. Um, great program in Alabama. He's done a tremendous job in getting recruits and, and winning national championships uh, due to no fault of the, the BS system that they have, uh, putting them up to the top one year. But does he leave um, or does – If he
3: he, gets offered – there was one report that I read that they were preparing to offer him 10-year, $100 million.
2: Alabama.
3: No, Texas.
2: Texas can do that.
3: Okay. If that happens, I think he leaves.
2: He's 67 years old, 10 years, $100
3: million. $100 million. He can coach till he's 75, no problem. If he doesn't stroke on – if he doesn't have a stroke on the field. Yeah, that that Um, job
2: is stressful. It it looks easy because Alabama put that product on the field and they win. Real quick. Uh, Unfortunately,
3: last thing I'm going to say – if he gets a hundred million dollars or somewhere close to it by either of these schools, this is everything that's wrong with NCAA football. He's a coach. He doesn't do jack on the field besides move players around and watch these supreme athletes play. The most play.
2: important coaches over there are the assistant coaches. Unfortunately, we would talk about this tomorrow. Let's let's get pay a, the athletes. Let's get a yeah, pay them. Pay me. I'm on money. board now.
3: I'm on board now. Carmen
2: Larson, Sports Talk, Alice Clancy. We will at the end of the We will join you guys tomorrow. <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about this tomorrow. Unfortunately, we ran out of time because there's so much to talk about and it's our show, but we are on four days a week. Chargers 31-27 tonight. That would be great for the Chargers. We'll see you guys tomorrow.
3: Radio Network, its staff and management.